You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, Partner and Certified Elder Law Attorney at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, I'm speaking with fellow partner and Certified Elder Law Attorney Tim Takis about undue influence. Welcome, Tim. Welcome. It sounds strange kind of welcoming you to the podcast. It's your yes, podcast. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh Dana asked us to talk about undue influence, and that is something that we worry about a good bit since we work with older adults. Um, you want to start us off by talking about what is undue influence? That's a t- that is a tough subject because basically we're you know our our client population is typically elderly. Many of them have um, chronic illnesses that basically limit their cognitive capacity and mental capacity and so forth. And so we're always kind of sniffing around and thinking about undue influence. Um, you know, and undue influence, uh, you, you know, in preparation for this podcast, I was reading some case law, you know, and generally the cases basically say about undue influence that defining it is very difficult uh, but it's a lot of times it's one of those things that when judges hear about undue influence or, or undue influence cases are brought to them, it kind of goes along the lines of, well, you kind of know it when you see it. Right. We know what else is defined that way, right? I'm right. not sure. Sh- yeah. It's like, well, it's, it, people can have influence over another person. Right. Spouses have influence over each other. Parents have influence over their children. Sometimes children have influence over their parents. Um, you know, but those relationships, it's, it's not unusual to see influence. But what we're talking about is the undue influence of someone. And that is if you have a person with some vulnerability and um, there is some persuasion or, or maybe just outright coercion right. to do something that benefits one party over the other at the expense of someone else. Right. I mean, just flat out, a good example would be, you know, a caregiver child telling their parent who there is the care recipient, you really should, you know, leave me everything in your will and nothing to the other siblings because I'm the one taking care of you. And if you don't, I'm not going to take care of you anymore. I mean, that's a very egregious, but clear cut example, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's threats, coercion, uh, those sorts of things. And, you know, and you're exactly right when you mentioned is, is that, you know, when you have, uh, uh, when, when you're developing an estate plan or a person is thinking about doing an estate plan, uh, 
yeah, everybody that you want to leave your estate, you know, has influence on you. I mean, that's what people do, you know, and you can't nullify every estate plan merely because, um, uh, you know, that you have someone that loves you and cares for you and you care for that person. Those are the people that you, those are the ones that you want to leave your estate to, you know, so it's just like you said, it's, it's not, it's not influence, but it's influence that's undue. You know, and, and we all know as attorneys, I mean, there are certain situations that we, you know, kind of would say, well, there are, there are situations that where are, you know, where there's like maybe a presumption of undue influence. Like for instance, uh, let's say you have a child who is the attorney in fact, or power of attorney, you know, for the older adult, you know, and the child uh, who is the attorney, in fact, uh, says something along the line, goes to the goes to the parent and says, well, um, I, I, I think you need to name me uh, as the as a joint owner of your bank account uh, because I want to be able to pay your bills or something like that. And, you know, and the older adult says, yeah, I, you know, I, I guess I should do that. But maybe the older adult doesn't know that when he dies or she dies, you know, that all of the assets in that account will go to the child. Right. You know, and uh, and those type of situations are what are called confidential relationships, which arise by the operation of law, because you have it. You have the the principal, the person that making the power of attorney names the child as the attorney, in fact, you know, and under the law, by those those become a confidential relationship as a matter of law, the fiduciary relationship. And so, when those situations arise, if the attorney, in fact, has basically used that position that and taught that in which they uh, obtained a benefit that they otherwise maybe not would have would not have res- obtained. You know, then there is a presumption of undue influence in those cases. A presumption simply means that that the burden of proving that it was a fair transaction, you know, it shifts to the person who was the the beneficiary of the transaction. So, for instance, you know, cases come up like, um, you know, you have, like I mentioned. Uh, you, you have a person who is attorney, in fact, for another person, you know, and maybe the, you know, the, the, the person that is e- either, e- either created the, a joint account, uh, I mean, the, that's that, 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 that it's that person's money. Maybe that person has a drug addiction. Uh, maybe, like you mentioned, you know, they're being Just a coerced. spending problem. Just yeah, somebody or spending, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, just a yeah. bad money person and and they're wanting they want access to those funds exactly and then you have a person that you know who is you know the person that is that it's the the principal's money maybe that person is has some like physical or mental deterioration which is common in aging persons um or persons who are drug addicted or whatever um obviously the person uh one of the things that we're looking for is um you know, to try to sniff out those, did the person that is benefiting from the transaction, 
you know, whether it's a joint account or a changing of a will or something like that, uh, how active were they, you know, in getting these, you know, getting in, 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 in getting the, the, like say the joint account set it set up, you know, so the, so the, so the child says, okay, mom, I'll drive you to the bank and we'll go through all of this. Cause otherwise maybe mom couldn't get to the bank was mom, you know, was the attorney, was the principal, was she isolated? She, did she have an opportunity to talk to any other persons? Was she able to get pro- professional or legal advice on the consequences of the transaction? Uh, did the person who, you know, was benefiting from the transaction, you know, the child or other family member, you know, were they, uh, did they tell, were they trying to conceal what they did or telling, um, you know, the parent and say, well, don't tell, you know, uh, don't tell my brother and sister what we did, those sorts of things. Uh, all of those sorts of situations that would arise, you know, or could arise, you know, that would basically uh, lead a court to believe, you know, that, yeah, this was undue influence and I need to set this aside. That's yeah. basically the kind of things that we're looking for. I think when I have, um, an older person come into the office and they're wanting to talk about changing their will or the beneficiary of their trust or something like that. Um, and that's what the, the consult says, that's what the person's there for. And then the older adult sits down in the room and starts the conversation with me. And I say, now, why are you here, Ms. Smith? Or, you know, fill in the blank name. And she goes, I don't know. Ask my daughter. Well, there's a red flag. I mean, I'm I'm not sure that there's anything that's, there's nothing wrong at that point in time, but it is definitely a red flag that perhaps it's not the older person's idea to come in and change the will. Um, So level of capacity, um, memory, recall, consistency in being able to say meeting with the person by themselves is something that we often do to make sure that uh, we're not dealing with undue influence. Does does mom or grandma still want to change their will when that person's not in the room with them? You know? Yeah. And is it consistent? You know, like I think you're where you're headed with that is what is what the older, what is what the person wants? Is that consistent with maybe their, what they've you know, always wanted, their always previous wanted. plan, or is mm-hmm. it a big, you know, now all of a sudden we're not leaving anything to the children and everything's going to the neighbor or something like that. Those might be some red flags. So what do we do as attorneys to help? I mean, what are some of your tips if there's any attorney listeners to um, rooting out undue influence? And then do you ever tell somebody, no, I'm not going to change your will? I'm not well, every to. once in a while, we I, I, and I'm trying to think of some examples where I've done that. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm sure that I have got some. You know, where it's yeah. like, no, the this just is not going to pass the smell test. Or I don't, you know, I don't think mother has. I don't think this person ha- has sufficient capacity to make right. this right. determination. Um, yeah. I know that I've had, you know, I, I've had some lawyers that would say, well, you know, I, I'm not going to do any, you know, I'm not going to do a will or an estate plan for anybody who comes to me, you know, and has a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. I think that's wrong. I do too. I, yeah. 
I mean, those people are, you know, just, just because you have a diagnosis doesn't mean that you lack capacity, certainly not lack capacity to, to do an estate plan. I mean, lawyers would say, well, do you know who the objects of your bounty are? You know, do you know who your family members are? Do you have some idea of what the size of the estate is? You know, do you know whether you have $10 or $2 million? You know, do you remember? Sometimes it doesn't really matter so much. Uh, maybe you maybe you don't remember what you had for breakfast that morning, but at the time of your conversation with the attorney or us, say for instance, you know the person is very clear about all of those issue earth questions that I mentioned about you know how much money they have, uh, who their persons that they want to specifically to leave their assets to, and so on and so forth. You know, we can't say that those persons are, you know, lack capacity, at least to make a will. You know, we, we don't necessarily want them to uh, be able, maybe to drive a car, you know, or to um, uh, be able to do their, you know, I mean, to, to, to do a tax return or to, you know, do all the other sorts of maybe other complicated behaviors or sort of sorts of things that people do. But it doesn't necessarily disqualify them you know, from being able to make out an estate plan. And so if you are the family member that now has a reduced inheritance or uh, been excluded from an inheritance because you believe your parent, grandparent was under the undue influence of someone that caused that caused the changing of the will or the trust, that kind of thing. What, what, what do they do? Do they have any recourse? I mean, they can, it, there can be a lawsuit and it doesn't always have to be just a will challenge, but it's most likely going to be a will challenge. Cause that's right. probably when you're going to find out that it's happened. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then you're looking to prove that confidential relationship, the mm. element of undue influence, that the elder was dependent on someone else, that there right. was, and they were coerced into making the change. You're going to the nursing home if you don't give me your house, that kind of, right. if, if you can find that, any degree of proof of that. Exactly. It's all, almost all of that stuff is fact-driven, evidence-driven. You know, and you start looking at these cases and you know, and it, you know, you can, you can pick out patterns and what so, those sorts of things, but, it's, but ultimately, you know, it's up for, up to the trier of fact, you know, the court that looks at those cases and goes, you know, this, this is not, this is not right. You know, this, this does not, this, this is classic undue influence, you know, and that's ultimately what a person, you know, who feels aggrieved uh, that, Hey, you know, the next door neighbor got the money or my, my older brother got the money and I didn't or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, then those are the sorts of things that, that, that's what the, that's what the judges are there for. Right. Well, any other words of wisdom, Tim? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, then that's it for this episode. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. 
Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 